Good morning. It's good to uh, be with you this morning. Um, a little sad that the video is not the way that we had hoped it would be. Jeremy and I spent a lot of time out in the woods filming for today and we ended up not getting the audio that we needed. So I'm having to film it from where I'm at in New Orleans and send it to you. Uh, so we're continuing with Jesus in the wild and paying attention to what Jesus experienced in his own wilderness journey in order to help us understand the wilderness times in our own lives. Uh, before we open God's word, would you join me in a word of prayer? God, we thank you for this day. God, thank you that we are gathered to worship your name and to praise you for your unending goodness. This morning, as we open your word, open our hearts, speak to us, help us to hear you, to know it is you speaking, God, and to go forth hearing what we have learned. In your name we pray. Amen. So we know that in life, Satan tries to speak to us and tries to pull us away from the things of God. And sometimes we don't always understand where those situations occur, what happens in those moments. Uh, so today we're going to look at the text of Luke chapter 4, verses 3, verses 7, and verses 9. If you've got your Bible, turn to there with me as I read these verses. Luke chapter 4, verse 3, The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell the stone to become bread. Verse 7, If you worship me, it will all be yours. And in verse 9, If you are the Son of God, he said, Throw yourself down from here. What is the last if you heard in your heart? If you were loved by God, you wouldn't have this problem. If you were really close with God, this job would just appear before you. Or maybe if you had a relationship with God, these trials wouldn't be happening to you. The enemy's goal is simply to put a question mark in our heads. And like Jesus in the wilderness, we often face moments of questioning, of asking ourselves if when we're alone. Probably the most untamed place of our heart where we feel the most vulnerable. In our heads. Each one of us depend on the support from family and friends to help us make it through various challenges and seasons of life. But sometimes, like we see in the story of Jesus, we meet all of these struggles head on when no one else is around. Some of the most potent questions that we'll ask ourselves, the ones that we struggle with the longest and the deepest that we keep from everybody, begin with only one word in our mind that could set our entire world on fire. This is the word of if. In the book that we're reading through, there was a statement that the author made that stuck out to me. He said, the very mention of if within the mind or the heart can dissolve the courage of the greatest saint. And I think that speaks volumes to how one word could affect us in such a great way. In the story of Jesus in the wild, Satan brings an if statement to question Jesus. If statements when used by Satan are used for one purpose and that's only to unsettle the heart of a person and push them to forget who they are. Jesus knew that most of his entire ministry would have to be self-motivated and spirit-powered. The applause and the encouragement of fickle disciples just wouldn't help him in any way. If you'll remember, it was Peter, the rock on which he would build his church, that Jesus would have to set straight and would have to tell him to get behind him and would refer to him as Satan. So Jesus had to meet this accuser in the wilderness alone. With his baptism behind him, he left the lush comfort of the Jordan to enter the desolate wilderness to face this enemy. It's in wilderness times that challenges of our own calling as sons and daughters of God are one. And it's where we learn to identify the voice of the enemy when it calls it into question. 
if is a word that God uses to build us up. Any word can mean any different things according to the one who speaks it. Consider the word if in these verses. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and if they will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. That's from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And hear this, if you, even though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? It's from Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. You see, the word if is neutral in and of itself, but the effect that it holds and the power that it holds all goes with who is speaking it and the motivation behind their use. God uses the word if to stir faith, hope, and love in those of us who believe in him. He uses if for our benefit and to help us thrive. The enemy, though, uses the word if for confusion and ultimately extermination. If is a word of possibility and potential. And if we use if in God's way, it's an invitation to another way to live. If is also the word that the accuser uses to break us. If you have a question within you and your internal answer leaves you feeling lost and without hope in the world, then you know it's not a question of if from God. And you know that if you follow through, the outcome can be devastating. But in Jesus' story, the enemy uses if three times trying to get Jesus to doubt on the inside his calling as the beloved son and the father. This is how Satan seeks to unset you and me as our calling as sons and daughters, by getting within us, inside our hearts and inside our minds. And if he can get us apart from Christ within us, then he challenges our identity, our love and our purpose. And then he works to push us into submission to sin and separates us from God more and more. We hear some version of the word if dancing around in our own heads, and we begin to put a question mark between us and our blessing as the beloved of God. And then it often presses us to an inward decision, once again, if we really do believe that God is good, or if God even exists at all. We question, are we precious? Do we matter? Will we ever really find joy in this life? If always implies a then. We compare ourselves to the perfect us that we want to be or to others. If we were really this, then that would happen. If God were really in us, then why am I struggling with fill in the blank? We've not found our identity in God's blessing as Jesus did in his time in the wilderness. And we tend to listen to the if and then questions of the enemy. Jesus' time of temptation wasn't a time for him to entertain possibilities, only truth. You see, when we hang around and we obsess when the enemy puts questions within us, we only answer his call to a dangerous game. But Jesus addressed Satan's tempting head-on by knowing the Word of God, and then he moved forward. He didn't spend time contemplating the alternatives because he knew the truth and he knew who he was. If is a word that God uses to see his kingdom come. Imagine yourself using the word if in these statements. If I did this, then God could do this. If I lived in this way, 
then God would change this within me. If is a word that can lead us to follow Jesus with focus and faith into the world. Every transforming vision of a person's heart, of a home, of a church, or even a city is preceded by a holy if statement. Just think, First Methodist win. If we obey the voice of God right now, then God could move mountains within our community and in our church that we never thought could be moved. Using the word that Satan hoped would bring Jesus down and let it be the word that allows God to give us dreams again is the way that we live into our calling as sons and daughters. And we can dream of helping others in our community by responding to God's call to disciple others and by sharing our faith and our resources in order to help others hear the gospel. So my challenge for you is this. If we use the word if the way that God intends. Ask God what the next possibility is ahead. If you allow him to become the one that you keep your focus on, imagine what he could do in your life. So when God comes to you with an if, listen. The Lord has called you and me by name. We have an identity in him as his children. When the enemy comes to challenge you with an if, or if you carry an if question within you that keeps tearing at you and pulling at you, realize that this is the enemy working to try and make you forget who you are. It is critical daily that we remember our identity. That's why we reaffirm it in prayer. That's why we spend time fasting and we read and we memorize scripture. For some of us, the biggest way to get that little whisper of if out of our mind is to quit filling our schedules with noise and busyness and instead sit and be quiet in the presence of God and be able to let him tell us who we are. We gather together to reaffirm one another in Jesus Christ and to help us keep our focus on the things of God that remind us who we are. Will you join me as I pray? God, I thank you for the blessing of this morning. I thank you for pouring out your word on us and your love through your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to respond as people of if, not the whispers of the enemy, but what could be done if we follow you and we trust you and the fullness is our God. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.